Welcome to What The Gap Podcast. Hosted by a modern day couple just, just trying to fill the gaps. Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Are you listening? Hello and welcome back to What The Gap Podcast. You're here with your host, Kinsey. And AJ. Who's apparently been ready since 5am. But he just spent the last five minutes sipping some water, pouring some coffee, anything else under the sun, AJ, until you're ready. No, I'm done. I'm ready. Good. It's now 6am and we're recording this morning just so that we can get on top of the next episode nice and early. Let me know, AJ, what are your highlights and lowlights for the past week? All right. So my high for the week is... I talked about my new exercise routine that my PT created for me, <laughs> going really well, but I'm really stoked with how my realistic daily routine is going and how I'm finding like a really good balance with it. Do you mean with both work and fitness or just fitness? Just how they're both working together oh, in okay. a really nice way. Yeah. And You know what that is though, it's because you know what you're fitness goals are so as soon as you achieve those you know that all that's left to do is focus on your work yeah that's because that's what i'm finding i'm yeah. not wondering like oh should i go for a walk should i do this should i do that because i'm like well if i've achieved what's on my workout you know regimen for today then i've done enough yeah you know anything else is a bonus if i wanted to go for a walk or something but if i'm inundated with work then that's okay i got in my workout yeah okay no it, well, that's definitely a huge part of it but I'm just really happy with I mean like I said a few weeks back um, I was still putting too many things on my list I still just couldn't tick them off yeah and so I started with a weekly checklist and I had a little list of all the things I wanted to achieve but it just wasn't keeping me accountable so I changed it to the daily list and then I was still putting too many things on each day so I still wasn't ticking them all off Mm-hmm. And now I'm actually being realistic and with the exercise routine, it's made it way easier to balance and I'm feeling really good about it. So that's my high. Awesome. What's the down point this week? The down point this week is the bloody Melbourne weather. <laughs> oh, I know I complain about the weather a lot, but I don't know, the last couple of weeks, especially at night, it's either like real still and calm and it's actually really hot at night, even though it's winter or it's like ice fucking cold and I just can't get to sleep, can't get comfortable and uh, like as much as we're going to bed early, the actual quality of sleep that I'm getting is so inconsistent so it's really, it's really fucking me over. <laughs> I'm just not happy with it. Along um, with the rest of Melbourne, so you're not the uh, only one there. Yeah. Anyway, that's me. What about you? Okay, so yesterday we had a very exciting day. We actually interviewed our very first podcast guest. I will announce that. It was just a super fun day. I'm so stoked about who we have for our first guest. It just, I feel like it makes a lot of sense to the topics we're talking about. And we're not going to give any more insight, but basically it's just going to drop in your feeds as a bonus episode next week. So we cannot (laughs) wait for that. It was super fun. So much value in there as well. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, it was just great. I also had another confirmation that my vegan chocolate chip cookies were 
or are exceptional, which, you know, when anyone gives me that further boost and ego with my baking, I will happily take it. So that is definitely my highlight. Um, it was a good day. Yeah, it was super great. I also, in other news, banged out another half marathon yesterday as my long run day, which I'm super proud of because, as I said, it was a big day. By the time I could go for my long run, it was late afternoon and I was kind of telling myself all the reasons why I shouldn't do it today and why I should delay it and, you know, kickstart long runs again next week and da da da. And then I was just like, no, just go and just see how you go, you know? Yeah. And if you feel any pain, my glutes were quite sore, like just stop, you know? Yeah. But if you feel good, just go. And it was actually a beautiful afternoon. I'd done all the things I wanted to do for the day. And I ended up doing a half marathon. So that is another high. Smashed it. And then my low this week is actually to do with my class pass classes. So I haven't actually double checked if it's changed or anything. But basically I had someone book in, right, yeah. on class pass. So they cancelled their class probably a few hours before it was supposed to go ahead, right? Okay. Don't they get fined for that? Yeah, they might do. Okay. I'm not I'm not really sure. It doesn't really affect things my end. Yeah. But anyway, they cancelled their class, but then I think because they've still booked in, they get the option to rate my class. Okay. Because I had not even taught a class. This was on Monday, right? Yes. This was early Monday morning I woke up to it. And I've been telling you, like, I've been so happy because I've had a complete five-star rating, right? And that's been, like, my pride and joy because I'm like, I want everybody to go away like that. It was awesome. That was amazing. Yeah. Anyway, somebody booked in. Then they cancelled. Then they rated my class. I, I believe it was then. Obviously, I can't see. But I believe it was then because I hadn't even taught a class. Yeah. And I had a new rating. And I was like, nobody could just rate my class if you hadn't done it or okay. if you hadn't booked in. Right? Yeah. So somebody rated me one star. Oh, motherfucker. And I was like, it's probably because you just got the notification and you were just like tapping. Yeah. And you just tap one star because you didn't care. Or you were just like, oh, I didn't even go to that. So. Oh, that's shit. But I'm like, that could be the only person, you know, who would have done that because they would have had that ability to rate it based on. You know, ClassPass would have sent them a notification saying, how would you enjoy that class you booked into? Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Anyway, that made me a little bit gutted because, I don't know, I care about that. Obviously, like, as <laughs> a so stoked on it. independent, you know, person running classes, having that, I don't know, five-star was amazing. Or even if, like, someone said four-star, that's okay. Yeah. But just doing one-star for no reason. Yeah. Like, it just, it got me down in that moment. I was just like, oh, like, why'd you have to do that? It probably meant nothing to you, but it means something to me. Yeah, that's shit. You know? That's and I cool. think it must be that person. And if it's someone else, then... We'll find them. We'll find them. <laughs> anyway, that's stupid, because I've got to focus on the 20-plus people who have rated me five stars, so, yeah. Yes. Um, I have one recommendation for this week, if I can keep talking. <laughs> oh, first thing first, what are you going to try to change this week? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Can you give me a moment? I'll have a sip of tea. Okay, well for me... Tea, it's coffee, sorry. 
Oh yeah. Japan. You go ahead. Give me some motivation. Yeah, so, so for me, I um, especially after talking to our special new first guest, <laughs> um, really want to bring in the law of attraction. <laughs> I don't think you bring that in. I no, think no, no, that okay. just happens. Okay. Do you know what I mean? You, I, I, you I want to apply it a bit more. I want to apply it a bit more, and like I actually got really good at this back in Wellington when I was actually reading the book and I was learning about all this kind of stuff and reading the book what book the secret you haven't mentioned that to the podcast you just say the book baby (laughs) the thing i get with aj is he's specific about nothing it's just like the book and everybody knows there are like 10 billion books in the world and podcast listeners are supposed to know which one you're talking about oh my god well i said law of attraction so that would narrow down yeah but not everybody knows (laughs) what I don't know, the key readers when it comes to Law of Attraction. Okay. Some people haven't heard of The Secret, I'm sure. Okay. Well, if you haven't heard of The Secret, please go read that book. Yeah. It's quite a quick read. It makes a lot of sense. And when you actually think about it, there's so much truth behind the message. Mm. I haven't been doing it as much lately because I have been quite, like, a bit confused about where my next move is going to be and what I'm going to do next and things and I really need to I think implement it and bring it in to help guide me through this time I guess so essentially you need to manifest a bit more I definitely think so yeah. which means you need to know what it is roughly that you want or the type of lifestyle situation that you want which you kind of know I do, but as yeah. I've said you kind of need to go deeper and ask because you can't manifest something you don't know. Yeah, because I kind of know what I want, but I don't know how it's going to look. Yes. And, um... You know what? I might butt in there and actually give you a quick recommendation for your change. I listened to the latest podcast by Mitch Orville and Reese Hawkins. They've just released a podcast called Two Open Books. I think they've got three episodes so far, and... Basically, I saw those and I was like, sweet, that's going to keep me engaged while I'm going for my long run. And I listened to those and they spoke, I think, on the second episode about law of attraction and about goal setting. And Mitch had some really good shit to say on it. I would sit down and do some of the exercises he recommended. Okay. Is he like, obviously, I've watched his YouTube videos. Yeah. Is he like that on the podcast? Like just raw and just... Oh, of course. Vulgar as fuck. He's like that, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, but he's also got a very... He's just in general, he's a very intelligent guy. He's only 23 and he's very in touch with his emotions and self-aware and self-reflective. And that comes out more than ever in the podcast. Is he only 23? Yep. I thought he was way older. No. Nope. The whole world's Chloe. She's 21. She's younger than me. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're young. So, yeah, no, he shares... Yeah, you do. (laughs) He shares some really good tips on there. So I would go listen to that. You'd also find it quite relevant in terms of... Like the guy stuff. The guy stuff and... (laughs) The guy stuff. But sharing your emotions. They talk about that as well. Mm. And how guys are less likely to open up and... Yeah. Their journeys with that. So, yeah, that was my spontaneous recommendation i'll check them out (laughs) yeah i just remembered what i wanted to change i spoke to you yesterday i said i want to be having some form of like a protein shake or a protein smoothie bowl 
I guess every second day I think I said but ideally more than that I know that like obviously I train quite a lot and when I felt like my body was recovering almost as best was when I was either having a smoothie bowl on the daily mm. which like to be honest in the past that hasn't been a great habit because that's been out of laziness but actually it is a really good source of like direct protein you know and I can really measure out how much I'm getting in that way and make sure it's a good amount yes um but I also just started kind of having the protein shakes themselves you know as opposed to making it into a smoothie or something like that which is so good as just a snack on the go or if you're just like a little bit peckish pre-workout kind of thing but you're not ready for a meal and you don't want to have to wait like 40 minutes until you can work out you know it's like the perfect thing to have so I want to start having that more often just to upkeep my protein intake but also obviously like I do have different forms of protein but protein powder is so convenient in terms of being that direct hit that I can measure so obviously as I said in a previous episode I'm big on the macro mic double chop pb protein so i will be having that even more and i'm quite happy about it and that kind of leads on to my recommendation actually oh okay yes so i i guess i've been following slash chatting to this girl called jess at eating for fuel she has actually joined in one of my classes in the past she's such a cutie so sweet so adorable and she shares some of the best recipes as well and she's a big macromike lover also and she's shared this single serve snickerdoodle crumble which just looks right up my alley i reckon i'm gonna make it i love a single serve recipe and she shares quite a few which is awesome because i feel like you don't find those very often but there's literally two of us i don't want to make enough dessert for a family you know (laughs) I know, it's only so many cookies one can consume in a week. Yeah, and you get done with them, (laughs) you know, but then you feel like you need to eat them to avoid it going off or going shit or whatever. Yeah. So I love when people share these doable single-serve recipes, and she does it quite often, and it's all ingredients that I'm like, I know what that is, I can do that. (laughs) Is she vegan? Uh, Is she vegan? Gluten and sugar-free. I don't think she's vegan. I think most of her recipes... Sugar-free, fuck. Oh, no, no, she's not (laughs) vegan. There's some chicken here. (laughs) Oh, hello. I'll check it out. (laughs) Yeah, but she does a lot of, I think, vegan recipes, a lot of, obviously, gluten-free, things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, not only is she just a beautiful little soul, she shares some awesome, awesome recipes that I would go check out. So that is my latest baking inspiration, guys. (laughs) I see. I see. Well, shall we get into this reflection episode we should do let's go okay are you listening so in the past couple of weeks we've sat down individually and shared five things we wish our partner knew or we wish each other knew and of course you guys have now heard those things you've heard us sit and talk individually but now we thought we'd come back we'd come together (laughs) and share our real-time responses because both of us weren't together when we listened aj was on a run and he shared some stories later of him admitting that he was crying on his run when he was listening to my podcast and i went on a big long walk and listened to his and it absolutely touched me as well and 
really gave me some things to think about. So in this episode, we wanted to come together and share our real reactions, I guess, both what we thought when we first heard the point and now that we've had some time to think and dwell what we think now. And like that's the most powerful thing about this exercise is we had that space to actually sit back and listen for once rather than jumping to responding. Oh, man. So now we've had that actual space to, yeah, sit back, reflect, come back. Hopefully <laughs> we have some valuable thoughts to share on each point. So we're going to start with AJ and his five points. I'm going to basically share what I thought. So shall we dive in and listen to what you had to say your first thing you wish I knew. Okay, let's go. So the first thing that I wish that you knew was that saying no to you can honestly like destroy me inside. I have so many internal struggles and battles and backwards and forwards in my head as to when, how, where I should say no to you. And I don't think I do it enough and I end up feeling quite down and upset with myself for not standing up and saying it more okay so when i first <laughs> heard this point i must admit that i automatically felt defensiveness rise i felt like i wanted to deflect it back to you and be like that's your issue like oh. if you can't say no to me that's your problem and you know i've told you to say no to me more it's okay like you need to have a backbone you need to put yourself first da 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 so that was my first thought and then, obviously, I let you share your examples. That's what would have happened if I'd said it to your face. You would have got, like... Yeah, probably. Yeah. I would have been like, I've talked to you about this. If you can't say no to me, be a man. <laughs> but, obviously, yeah, I had that time to keep listening and to keep kind of thinking about it. And I thought, you know what? I'm probably being a bit of a hypocrite here. Because in one sense, I tell you, you need to say no to me more often. You need to stand up for yourself. That's how we're going to have a more balanced relationship here, etc., etc. Mm -hmm. But then in certain moments where you make the judgment call that it's time to say no to me, mm -hmm. I have decided that this is not the situations where I'd like you to say no to me. And it, it's like my choice again. You know, because I choose to get upset or a little bit angry or I'll go a bit quiet on you. And that's not really fair to say to someone, you know, say no to me more often. But if it doesn't suit me at the time, I'll get upset. And so I know I do do that sometimes. AJ, stop looking at me with that face. I'm, I'm admitting something. Okay, cool. So you're not supposed to come at me with this. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just listening. It's my listening face. No, Sorry. it's not. It's like that. Yeah. So you should think like that. Oh. That's not nice. Right. When somebody gets to this point of being like, you know what? I'm wrong. You should be receptive to that. Not there like told you so. Okay. Thank you. So I guess I needed to hear it in that sense or be forced to self-reflect a bit. I think I knew I was being immature in that way, but I guess at the time I didn't mind because I had selfish intentions. It's like if I had it in my head that you were going to come join me as we went for a walk or you said you were going to work out with me that day and I was like, sweet, 
and that was in my head and then you let me down yeah I dwelled on the selfish side of things like oh you know I was relying on you to be doing it with me or I don't know now I have to get my own self-motivation to do it or something like that or like yeah I had it stuck in my head that we were doing that together and it's like I guess in future I need to be more open to the idea of just doing something independently and then if you join in you join in if you don't you don't so I almost have it in my head that you're not going to and yet I want to do it anyway and I will do it anyway but if you join in that's a bonus mm-hmm. rather than being like you are joining in and having my mind and heart set on that you know so that you have that space to kind of prioritize your own activities or preferences so I guess yeah that's what I got to eventually that I need to give you more space to that. It's not productive for me to give you an upset look or to make you feel shit about it. It's also not helpful in the long run for you to learn that it's okay to say no to me. It's it's just not helpful at all. And yeah, yeah I mean, I have said to you in the past that sometimes you do wait until the last minute. Like you'll tell me and you'll commit to something and then last minute you'll say oh, I've decided it's not going to work for me. And that has irritated me in the past. But I think that you do that because of the fear. Like you want to commit to me to the final moment. But what I'm saying to you is, I mean, ideally, like you tell me a bit more in advance. Like that's going to be my promise to you is that I will be more accepting and more receptive when you say no. And maybe your promise to me can be that you stop waiting till the last minute to let me down because that makes it just worse, of course. Because then I've really cemented that we're doing it together, whatever it is, mm. you know? Well, I guess with the workout thing, it's like waiting till the last minute is almost like a tactical move because <laughs> I know that once you start exercising, that's like your happy, tranquil space. So even if you were mad at the start, by the time you've finished your workout, you're f- so over it because you're fully engaged in your workout. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's not fair. You no, can't just... use that as a scapegoat. And plus, the workout is one example. And okay. one example that we've experienced during this time because we've been working out a bit more together, obviously being at home. So it's become a bit of a routine at times to the point where if you suddenly say you're not, I'm like, what? But we always do this or whatever. So I guess that's how we can both help each other in that sense and I guess another thing I do want to note in terms of this point was that I did feel that defensiveness I think because sometimes AJ is a bit dramatic and I think you kind of insinuated like I can't do everything with you and the funny thing is like as much as we do a lot of things together there's a lot of things as well that I say I'm going to go do this, see ya. Like out of all the things in a day, there are many that I'm like, I don't care if you come or not. Like this is something that matters to me. And that includes fitness in a big way. Like if I've got my heart set on something, I don't need my boyfriend to hold my hand. So I guess that was also where the defensiveness came from was that I was like, yeah, I might get upset if you, I don't know, fall out of, something like a workout that we've committed to but there's also so many other things 
that day that I may have done and just been like, you know, this doesn't rely on your opinion or whether you want to join or not. But I guess that was just me feeling like, oh, you're making me sound like um, this reliant girlfriend who's like, I can't do anything without you. I can't even do my passions without you. And I guess, like, obviously you didn't mean it like that, but that was just me kicking into that independent woman mode going like, um, excuse me, the amount of times I don't need you is Mm -hmm. just phenomenal. (laughs) But yeah, that is my honest answer to that. Are you happy with that? I mean, yeah, but like, you can see why it's so hard to say no to you. What do you mean? Like, why I will do my absolute best to say yes to you and like yeah I know that because you're like intent on making me happy and that's lovely and I know that I've been a bit hypocritical in the past asking you to say no and you know almost challenging me but then when I don't want to be challenged getting upset about it so I'm saying now that I'm gonna try make a commitment not to do that am I a perfect human being who won't ever let my emotions get the best of me in that moment no but i promise to try okay all good all right next point yeah point number two i've sort of titled this one being a young dad to be honest when i first heard this i was quite surprised i didn't think it would be in your list mostly because we've discussed kids and family and things like that and we've been pretty open with each other about how it won't be soon, you know? Yeah. So I was quite surprised to hear that that was still on your radar. But I guess that was stupid of me to just think that it wasn't still affecting you in some ways, that you just kind of completely moved that box out of your brain for a while. Like, that's probably stupid of me to think. And obviously, I know how much you love kids. I know how much you love seeing other people's kids and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, I guess it was naive of me to think that that wasn't in your head in some way. I was really glad though, when you kept talking on that point, you kind of agreed that not only am I not ready, but you're not ready because you've got so many things to do yet to establish yourself before you're ready to actually focus on a family. So that actually made me happy because it made me think, you know what, at least you understand that it's not just, oh, me holding you back. No, well, and that's what I said. Like, it wasn't... It was before your time anyway. Yeah. I'd already thought that I would have kids and things before yeah. I'd even met you. Yeah. God knows what I was thinking. <laughs> what a fucking mess. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I understand your desire to have kids young. Not as young, necessarily, as your mum. I mean, well, that time has passed. <laughs> long, um, long but, yeah, she was really young, so it's quite hard to compare in that way. But And times were different. Yes, but I can still understand you wanting to be younger or on the younger side. And I totally respect that. It's in my head as well, which is why the first thought that came to mind when I heard this was that, like, I hope you know, I'm ready to compromise. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, you know, I might have had in my head that I would start a family at, like, say 28 like that's when my mum started she got three kids out by 35 and she's always been quite a young mum and I've been quite happy with that Mm. so I've always thought in my head you know maybe 27 28 
if that ends up being 25 or 26 to suit you better mm. then so it does yeah like I, I say to you I'm not ready to <laughs> bloody have a kid now because oh, nah, no you know there's so much to do with life and I wouldn't I wouldn't budge on that that's too big that's too much sacrifice but I definitely think that there needs to be compromise in terms of if you're going to wait for me because of my age, I'm going to have to consider your age too. And I want you to be young and active and running around with the kids with me. Know, you know, so... You know, maintain this functional training. Yes, you do. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's, that's all I really thought about that point, yeah. that I hope you know I'm ready to compromise. But, of course... That doesn't mean I'm ready to compromise on several years, but definitely like when it comes down to a year or two earlier than I might have predicted. Yeah. Then, hundred percent. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I guess I, the reason I put that one in there is I know it wasn't like something directly about you, but I didn't think that we were talking about just things that we thought about one another, and it is something that yeah, I. Yeah. No, you're right. I do like it's always in my face like I have so many friends now that have multiple kids and mm. I see photos all the time or videos or anything and yeah yeah like it's always on my mind yeah but like at the same time you've got to respect maybe they found who they were sooner oh yeah maybe no, they I found their purpose their part see... or even satisfaction and contentment and were like right I'm ready. That's my next move, yeah. And I, I mean, maybe that didn't happen, but yeah, for some people, they do reach that stage where they're like, I've got my job, you know, I've got my lovely wife, that's the next step for me, and they might only be 25 or something. Yeah. But for you, it has taken a bit longer, and that's totally okay. I think you'll be able to guide and parent even better when you understand why you're here what drives you what matters to you mm. and all those things and obviously you don't have to wait until you've answered every one of those questions until you're a parent but like i think it will be really important for you to have a sense of self-worth and a path and somewhere you know you're going because kids are only going to confuse that more so if you're not sure about that side of things now then like don't add something to the mix before you know <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know. It's just, like I said on the episode, like, it's just me stupidly comparing when I just never should. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's it. All right, so point number three is my internal struggles. Oh, my God. Okay, so as far as I've come, I still have so far to go. I still have so much self-doubt, issues with self-confidence, self-belief, my own body image. And to this day, like, I still don't feel 100% in my own skin most of it is so stupid but i don't know it always seems to come up and i always overthink these situations or circumstances beyond belief to the point where you know they have affected and got in the way of our relationship so the first thing i want to say was i got a bit concerned when you introduced this point by saying internal struggles because you also refer to things like farting as internal struggles. <laughs> so I was like, where the hell is this going? Anyway, it made sense when you kept explaining it. And I think for the most part, I spoke to this in my own episode when I 
shared how I wish you didn't let these things get in the way. I wish that you took those actions to be more self-confident or to be more self-embracing. Yeah, I think I covered that in that point and I still stand by everything I said there. I don't think there is any other solution than you looking around and seeing that there are so many people who love you anyway. Yeah. And also listening to what I said in terms of all the things that you bring mm. to everybody around you, not just me. Like I listed off all your qualities about being caring and generous and kind and loving and also attractive and handsome and all these things that I say despite your hair. So it's like, I guess, really actually listening to those things and allowing yourself to take them on. And just believing them. Yes, and also yeah. seeing that all these people are around me, so they must be true, which they are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, again, I'll be here for the journey. I know that it's not as simple as just being like, oh, yep, love myself. But I do think that it's going to come down to you taking those actions, taking your hat off and just embracing yourself and seeing what happens because you're not going to learn that there's not this catastrophic event waiting to happen until you actually just do it and realize that nothing happens nobody cares everybody loves you anyway yeah i stand by that point of i'd love you to just almost show off your insecurities to a point where they no longer become insecurities i know boy it's it's all in my fucking head I just gotta get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next point. Next point. Point number four is how proud I am of you. And in turn, that leads to what I struggle to talk to you about, which is me questioning me and my abilities. I'm not gonna lie, this really shocked me. It's probably stupid that it did, but I never really thought about you comparing yourself to me. Because I always thought that, you know, we're such different people that why would you compare yourself to me? You know, that's how I feel when I look at you. Like, obviously, I compare certain traits that I don't have or the certain things that I'm not good at to you. And I see that as space I can work on or, I guess, ways that I can learn from you. But I didn't think that you, I guess, looked at my achievements and really compared in that way. Mm. and it made me quite sad to hear that I guess and I also suppose that it's a bit of a reflection of how hard I am on myself that I kind of thought well I feel like I'm not achieving all the time so how can you be comparing to me and thinking that I am yeah I guess honestly like I have been kind of focused on myself I guess in that way and sometimes not feeling like I'm doing enough or something like that that I don't realize that you're over there like whoa if you're doing all that but you're thinking you're not doing enough yeah then I'm like whoa shit what am I doing what the fuck is wrong with me yeah I I didn't really think about that and I don't know I don't really have I guess a solution for that but I guess I just want to reiterate that we are such different people. No, I know that. And And we've had such different journeys. And also, I think I've said this before, but I do think that I am lucky in the sense that I found what I love early on in life. Mm. I found my passion early on. And I do think that 
it comes down to the person sometimes to drive that passion to put you know steps in place and really achieve your goals and dreams but at the same time sometimes I really believe you don't get a choice if your passion lands in your lap early or not like if you haven't stumbled across it that's unfortunate and you need to keep doing as much as you can to find out what that passion is but a lot of people in the past have asked me that question how did you know to go in a certain direction or how are you so confident going in that direction and all I can attribute it to is just knowing from a young age that I loved writing that I loved media you know and I have witnessed in my life I mean with my brother he's the same he hasn't had this passion stand out to him he's liked a lot of things but he hasn't had this one thing that's like that's that's you that's why you're here that's what you do that's what you're good at and that's what you can bring you know yeah and he's had like several different things that he could follow but nothing has seemed to light him up enough kind of thing and to chase one yeah yeah so that well that's me (laughs) exactly and if you've got you know this plethora of things that you could chase of course it's way harder if something's not already standing out to you so i guess what i want to say to you is that please don't compare yourself because i think life's journey for me was that i happened to get my passion early that's that's my fate you know and that i was supposed to do all these things quite young maybe so that i learn lessons like it isn't all about career work you know what like you need balance in life you know which i'm learning now Mm. maybe that was meant to be my route that i would discover this passion and realize that you can love what you do but you need to live more than you work yeah you know and it's your journey to kind of divert paths Mm. and there's a lesson in that as well so Mm. i guess just like trust that and i guess the most important thing is at the end of the day when i set goals for myself the only person whose approval i'm after is myself and i think the same should be for you you shouldn't be comparing to me you should be asking yourself do i value the destination not does kenzie value the destination because like so what if you complete 10 tasks on your list does that make you happy or would that make me happy yeah like it's got to be for you yeah i know that's all I have to say on that one alright next point my fifth and final point which is your impact and influence that you've had on me so everything aside and as much as I compare us stupidly in my head I know I've told you this in the past but I don't think you realise how much you've actually impacted and influenced me for the better I don't think I realise either But I also think that I want to avoid dwelling too much in that because I might get a big head. (laughs) But I don't have much to say other than that I hope I keep positively impacting you. And yeah, I hope it's incidental, you know? Like, it's unreal how much I've changed in four years. Like, if you were to tell me... I would go out and run like a half marathon on a Friday morning just for fun. Not even competing in a bloody race. I'd be like, get the fuck out here. There's no way I would do that. 
there's no way I would run more than three kilometers for fun. Mm-hmm. And now, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. No, I am definitely proud of... I think I realize that I obviously have high expectations of myself and I have these big goals and things and obviously they rub off on you sometimes and you definitely have greater expectations of yourself since I first met you and I'm not mad about that because Mm. yeah you have these expectations of yourself to show up and then you get this sense of fulfillment when you do whereas I mean in the past you definitely didn't have these great expectations and then you turned around and were kind of just disappointed in yourself for sometimes living a very repetitive life or not doing anything outstanding or um, not mm-hmm. showing yourself you could do anything or, you know? Yeah. And like we've spoken about this, it's because of your upbringing and how, you know, your mum moved from Fiji, it was a completely different culture. And so just doing the normal things like getting by was enough. It was perfectly sufficient, you know? It was better than what it was back at home. Yeah, exactly. Whereas for me, my mom, you know, she's come from a very academic background. My granny is a doctor. So there were huge expectations. Just going to school and doing okay was Mm. not enough. It was like, did you get an A? Did you get top of your class? Did you get that scholarship award? You know, and if you didn't, why? And if you can't answer why, well, go change it kind of thing, you know, big expectations. And so that's obviously rubbed off on me. And I think there is a fine balance that can be found in between there where you're not so harsh on yourself, but you also have expectations and have confidence that if you set a goal, you can achieve it. Mm. And I think it's quite nice for us to come together and find that balance. Yeah. And I definitely think that you have that effect on me in that I do, you know, say to myself, chill out, like actually celebrate your wins for a second. Because look, AJ's saying that you're doing amazing. So stop being so harsh on yourself. And then I think it works vice versa in that you go, well, you know, if Mackenzie's setting this goal and I'm seeing her slowly pacing towards like let's say a half marathon you can see that it's actually doable and then you're like right well if she can do that why can't i it is it's completely different upbringings like for me on my mum's side i'm the first kid slash anyone from their whole family to go to university and get a degree my aunties my uncles my grandma none of them ever had that opportunity or went yeah now that's changed but i was the first one and so that for my family was like oh my god you were like you're amazing winning a Nobel Peace Prize yeah (laughs) whereas in my family if you didn't go to uni it would have been more like what are you doing yeah you know it was an expectation you go to uni and get through it and get your degree it wasn't like a like it's still a you know prowess and things like that and if you didn't go to uni it'd be like okay well what are you doing you know like it would be accepted but at the same time it's not like unheard of it's more just kind of the path that's assumed like you will go get secondary education you know yeah so yeah that's all i have to say on that overall your podcast was really beautiful really touching and 
a whole lot nicer than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Especially from the start of the episode, when I listened to the first point, I was like, oh, he's playing me out a little bit for being a bit hypocritical and, yeah, for my probably negative effect on you. And then I thought it might keep going in that direction. But it very swiftly turned. and strategic. Yeah. <laughs> Strategically placed. Yeah. No, I really loved it. So thank you. All right, well, should we get on to your one? Let's do it. So first thing I wish you knew, AJ, and I think that this might come as a surprise to some people, but I really wish that you didn't think I was Superwoman. All right, first things first. I don't always think you're Superwoman. I know that you crash. I know that you burn out. And I know that you almost actively try to do that to yourself. I don't actively try to do that to myself, AJ. Well, I think the way that you go about things sometimes, it's like, it's inevitable. Yes, it's inevitable. That doesn't mean it's an act of intention to burn out. That's a dumb thing to say. Okay, okay, okay. Fine, fine, fine. But I know that it's going to happen, but I more think about it in terms of, like, when you do do something, you do it with, like, 100% all of you and that is like the super part about it because a lot of people don't give everything their all but you give every single thing that you do your all and i guess that's the main part of the superwoman thing because i just don't know anyone else that can do that i've never met anyone that that gives every single thing a hundred percent until they are done (laughs) yeah i guess what I would like to hear is what you thought when I said, you know, that sometimes I'll come home and you'll say like, oh, you didn't do that. Or, oh, that's a shame that you didn't manage to complete that. What did you think about that? Like, because I am my own harshest critic. Yeah. When you then say that I haven't achieved it or you highlight it in my face, it really affects me because I'm like, yeah, I know it's not normal. Normally I would have achieved all those things. But today I'm not feeling like superwoman or something, you know? I know, and I guess maybe I'm not always thinking about... It's kind of like your response to the saying no to you thing. Like, I'm not always thinking about my immediate action in terms of what I say when you will come back and be like, oh, I couldn't quite do it, or... Yeah, I had this on my list, but I didn't get there today. Blah, blah, blah. Because, yeah, you kind of have set it up like that in terms of you are so good at getting all your shit done, so it almost is your normal. Yeah, I know, but that's the whole point of what I wanted to say, is you don't respond to me as a normal person. You respond to me as Superwoman. No, I know that, but... So you go, oh, Superwoman didn't save the day? That's weird. But if you were confronted by a normal person, you'd just say... Well, I didn't fucking expect you to save all those people from the fire. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, can you respond to me in those situations as you would a normal person? Baby, 100% I can. That's what I'm asking. No, I know. I'm not asking for you to say you've set it up that way. No, but like, that is almost how you try and go about your days, like trying to take on the world. I know that, but from my partner, I need him to be able to see a bigger picture and be like she's already trying to take on the world if she can't every bloody day i'm not gonna put that in her face 
I'm going to be like, right, you're a normal person. Nobody can do that every day. Yeah, I know that. And I don't think like that. Yeah, I know you don't, but I still think that sometimes you fall into it. Yeah, I definitely fall into it. So that's what I'm saying. I, I can be better at choosing my words a bit more carefully and assessing the situation. But also, I think a lot of that is in your head. Yeah, I know that, I but know that's why I wanted that. to share it. Yeah. Because I am telling you that it already affects me when I don't live up to my high expectations. So when you then go, oh, what a shame you didn't live up to your high expectations, it really affects me. So that's why I wanted to share that point. So I'm saying if it comes down to your words, mm. they fucking matter. No, I know that. Especially when I'm not feeling like myself. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I get it. I get it. I fully get it. And I want you to also actively try and stop thinking like that all the time. Because I'm, I'm a normal person and I don't have amazing high expectations. But you still ticked every single one of them. So every single day you are exceeding my expectations. Yeah, I know, but it's, I don't think this point was so much about you. It's more about how it makes me feel about me. Okay. Yeah. Right, well, I will, I will do better with my word choices and trying to just think about what I say a little bit more. When I it think comes it's to just, kind of I think it's just, yeah, being careful. If I have a bad day, not making it seem like this really weird thing. Because if you have a bad day, it's just like, oh, you're allowed to have that bad day. Like, you say to me, oh, you know, it's just one of those days. Mm. But if I have a bad day, you're like, you're all over me thinking the world is over. And I just, I don't know. I want you to kind of be like, to me, oh, it's just a day. Like, yeah, you probably need to just Netflix and chill. Like, or well, something. I don't think I do that all the time i don't think that's every situation no i, I, I i'm not that saying I that either yeah. i'm not saying that i said that sometimes you fall into it sometimes you forget like yeah. most of the time you know that i have a point where i crash and burn oh, I know. but sometimes you almost get fooled that i am superwoman i'm just like you're my partner you're so close to the situation so yeah, maybe somebody on Instagram could think that I'm just this endless <laughs> stream of energy. Stream of energy, but like you're close to it, you see the reality, which is that I'm a human. So I want your actions to showcase that you know that. And I guess maybe I don't do it so much in my words, but I do try and do it or bring it in in a lot of my actions where I will suggest like let's just not do something today or let's not plan something or let's just watch this movie and just chill out for a bit and I guess I'm I try to bring in that like normality in different ways but because I know how important and big that you know productivity and work and getting shit done is to you Mm. does that make sense so like because I'm not trying to like I just you're gonna to have to pinpoint a situation like I can't imagine an example right now of that and it's not really about on an average day suggesting we watch a movie it's about on those bad days just being real like I guess just understanding of it and just almost a bit nonchalant about it because well, right now you give it too much attention to the point where I feel worse So what I'm saying is when I say I didn't achieve this, I didn't have a great day, 
it's not about giving it this oh my gosh why what happened did you feel catastrophically off like it's just about being like yeah that's okay though I had one last week we all have them that's more what I feel like I want to hear that it's just like it's just normal it doesn't mean anything huge because then I feel like I have to justify why I've had a bad day and then I go into the cycle of wait why have I had a bad day what did I do wrong da 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 and it's like I don't want to go into that cycle I just want to be understanding that I don't always nail it we can do that okay (laughs) alright next point I wish you knew your greater why and so often I wish it weren't me I fully understand where you come from with this and I'm so sorry that you feel that way and all I can say is I'm I'm trying to find it I'm trying and I'm sorry that I get distracted or go off topic in a way in terms of using you as like a like an out for not justifying why I'm trying to find my shit or get my shit together it's not justifying you mean like using me as an out for when you don't have purpose you're like right I'll just make Mackenzie my purpose that's fine yeah I can do that for a while that's that'll fulfill me yeah it's like my default go-to like if I'm just completely lost in everything that I'm doing right then and there I'm like "Hmm, how can I find that I'll help Bubba out I'll do this I'll do this I'll do this I'll come see her I'll and that's nice but I think that It also grows resentment because when I don't give you that satisfaction of, you know, you've done all these things for me, claps, I don't know, like if I don't give you that sense of (laughs) purpose in return, then it's almost like you didn't get what you came for. But it's because I don't expect you to do all those things for me or you're doing too much for me or I can't even return the amount you're doing to me because I have to do work and all these other things. Yeah. And, well, why I was saying that point was because I don't want you to use me as a scape. No, I understand. And the longer you do that, the more you put off what's important. Yeah, and I guess um, because you hadn't said that to me, I hadn't really thought about it in that in depth. Like, I know that I definitely use you in that way in terms of just, like, yeah, my scapegoat. And I know that I shouldn't. But I guess you've never said that to me. So now that you have, like, it's much more on my mind. Like, no, don't do that shit. Don't make up excuses. Just keep focusing. Just keep doing Mm. it. Things are coming. But, you know, the longer you put them off, the slower it's going to be. So I just need to be way more focused on myself and finding my why. So I guess that I didn't say it to you because I didn't want it to come across as ungrateful for what you were doing for me. But at the same time... It's like there's a deeper reason why you're doing it and that reason needs to change. And a lot of the things that I do, like I know that they also help me because a lot of it is stuff that I need to do as well. So, Like what? Like maintaining the house and keeping place clean and making dinner and all these kind of things. Like yeah, a but lot you of understand all that stuff. That's never going to give you a sense of purpose. Like it's no, it will give you that for like five minutes. I know. know, It will give you that for the day. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's a bloody house. Nobody's gonna remember you for your house and that it was clean. I know. So that's never gonna give you that sense of purpose. So you should, even if your house is a tip, like. (laughs) I mean, yeah, give it a little clean. Clean area helps you to feel clarity. But like, there's a line 
where you're going over and you're just doing things unnecessarily just oh, it's that like instant gratification thing isn't it that's it's exactly that where you just clean the house so that you feel like you did shit but what you actually did was just avoid the things on your real to-do list procrastinate yeah in a productive way <laughs> yes but it's still unproductive no i needed to hear that and um thank you for sharing that and like making it way more clear in my head than it was because i know i'm doing it yeah next point i wish that you knew how draining it is to be the leader sometimes so i guess in our relationship it's pretty clear (laughs) that i do wear the pants i know exactly where you're coming from with this and we have discussed this quite a few times but I guess I've never really thought about how draining it really can be. There's no excuses. I just, I need to be better and I need to take that action and I need to take charge. And I know that a lot of it can come from the saying no to you. And there's a lot of reasons that can affect why I don't take charge enough. But at the end of the day, like I'm not doing it enough at all, not even trying to do it enough. So I just flat out need to be better at that. And put it into play put into practice and yeah i just need to get way more hard with you and well it's not always about being hard aj it's not just being hard that's one side of it yeah i know know. the other side is realizing that you know you think that letting me decide everything is what makes me happy because you're like well if she gets her way she'll be happy it's not (laughs) like that it's actually understanding that maybe you'll decide something And you'll take the reins and almost inadvertently or unexpectedly, I am happy because of that. Because you've decided a restaurant or something. It mightn't have been my choice, but it was still beautiful because you thought, I know Mackenzie loves this dish here or something. You know, like it doesn't always have to be, I guess, my choice in order for it to make me happy. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. And that's definitely how I go about things right now yeah well you just go even with um little things like snacks you're always like you decide you tell me and it's like i don't always have to decide sometimes it's nice for you to decide and it doesn't mean that i'm destined to be unsatisfied with the answer it's just like i don't know i think that's going to bring more balance to our relationship in general because maybe i'll even wind up trying something that i wouldn't have that i really like or that turns out to make me so happy or something yeah no i know i will do better okay okay i promise all right please it. i wish that you knew that your hair has nothing to do with your value honestly this is Oh, I don't even know where to start with this. Like, you said in your episode that it's something you still struggle with. I know you still struggle with it. I don't know what it is about it. It's just affected me in such a big way that I don't know if anyone can understand it unless they go through it. Just, like, how much it, like, gets in your head. And I know that you say, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't add the value. No, but baby, like... Just because somebody hasn't faced that with their hair doesn't mean they haven't faced another insecurity in their life that has affected them to a greater level. Yeah. Like, people understand. I've had insecurities myself. Yeah, I know. And you're right. Like, everyone has their thing. And this has just been my 
kryptonite that's just always affected me and hearing you say that and like even seeing how you are with me like you're still here you haven't left me because of it you haven't treated me any differently you've treated me better you've been more patient you've been more kind you've been more caring to me about it because you know that it has affected me so much so you're doing all the right things i just need to <laughs> stop letting it affect me well it's it's actually like you're holding on to it now i know like if you actually see it like that there's all these things telling you to let go of it everything is telling you to let go i know and yet it's now you who's like holding on to that insecurity and almost being like no i'm not gonna let it get better i'm just gonna keep letting myself feel shit about me and it's like it's up to you to release your hand and just be like no i get to feel good i get to feel confident in my skin and i'm gonna allow myself to feel confident in my skin yeah you're completely right and there's nothing i can say to justify my actions or well the thing is as well like there's nothing that's going to change now that could make you in a better position as i said in the podcast to be more confident you have people around you you have a girlfriend who loves you who's been in a four-year relationship with you you have friends family everyone yeah no one's actually left me no but there's also nothing that could come along to be like oh now i'm confident you have everything so that just proves it's down to you yeah you know like everything that's around you it has to be enough like you can't keep waiting for this thing that will make you realize that you're worthy like everything is already around you it's already there you already have it it's just you that's got to realize it now i know but thank you for sharing that like it definitely helps and i i have to i just got to get out of my head and just own it Mm -hmm. and i'm really sorry that it's taken me this long to still not feel 100 percent in my own skin well i don't feel annoyed from my perspective it's more i can see the frustration it's bringing you and i can't understand why yeah it's almost like you're bringing yourself the frustration yeah and i'm just like it's causing you so much turmoil so just bloody let it go that's what frustrates me yeah and it makes me upset thinking that you know you have to put a hat on when you go to a certain situation or i don't know it just it makes me feel like there's a bit of you waiting to be unleashed but you're not letting them come out because you're putting a hat over their head (laughs) ah i'll be better don't just say i'll be better at the end of each point aj it's not about that okay okay it's just about taking away the information and with this point it's letting it really sit with you and just being like right like everybody else has given me the go-ahead why am i not giving myself the go-ahead yeah and the final point i wanted to share i think that's five i hope that's five is kind of a mixed bag it's kind of two sub points i'm just gonna sum them up together You so often try to teach me practical lessons that sometimes it frustrates me. You try to teach me how to move the cords away from the toaster so that the house doesn't blow up. (laughs) 
you try to teach me, I don't know, certain ways to wash things or to dry things or, I don't know, just admin things that you think, you know, will help me live an easier life or whatever. And I often just roll my eyes or I'm not very good at taking on those practical lessons. I do think about them, but often forget them as well. <laughs> but I just want you to know that I learn so much more from you emotionally than I think you could ever try to teach me practically. It was really nice to hear you say that you do still learn from me because quite often I can feel like you don't or you don't want to and you actively try to avoid it because you know that it can make me feel good when you actually listen to me. Can I just say something? Yeah. I think that sometimes you're so caught up in people learning from you that you overdo it a little bit. I agree. Because you think that nobody's learning from you or you have nothing to give. So you try to place all these lessons or these yeah. opportunities for people to be like, whoa, you taught me this. And it's yeah. like, you say I like actively try to avoid things, but it's because you're like trying to have a teachable moment. Yeah, I know. You often try to have these teachable moments and I'm just like, why are you doing this? Let your actions speak louder than your words really trying to teach me, you know? And I wanted you to know that your actions do speak louder. So stop trying to... Use my words. <laughs> use your words and, and switch it the other way around because it's yeah. pointless. It's never going to work. Yeah, hearing that from you definitely made me think about it way more. And yeah, you're, you're completely right. I, I do take that stance on things and I do almost like that satisfaction of like, oh yeah, I taught Mackenzie how to do that. She learned that from me or whatever. I don't know why I, I get a kick from it or something, but... You're yeah, but isn't it so much better? Like, even if we think of a small example, when I text you and I'm like, how do you make the coffee? And you tell me how to do it because I've asked you because I respect your knowledge on that stuff yeah. rather than you being like, Mackenzie, come stand by me. This is how you do it. Do you think it's so much better when I seek you out your knowledge and... Yeah that is showing appreciation rather than you trying to create yeah a teachable moment out of nothing that i will walk away like um why did you try to just embark a lesson on me that was so unnecessary <laughs> and then so you get mad dumb. at me because i'm like why are you trying to be like a parent oh my god but it's like you try to create those moments when if you don't try you actually do a far better job yeah no you're completely right and I really needed to hear that because I can completely change my, my way I do things around those kind of situations. I have to. And you're right, like you do. You learn so much more by just watching me do how I do things. Mm -hmm. And so I guess you're completely you right in terms of as much as I get a kick out of like trying to teach someone something and show them how to do it and be like, this is how, you know, the best way I've found to do it. The kick is so much more when you actually come and ask me. Yes, but you've got to give time for that, which is what you're not doing now. You're showing me something and then expecting me to go away and use it yeah. so that you can get a kick to your own ego. Yeah. It's like the one... It's, it's, like instant, it's instant gratification, again, of your own self-worth and ability to give to others. But something like emotional growth or like 
emotional lessons that you can give. That takes years to implement. So if I watch your kindness every day for two years, you might not see that. You may not see my kindness increase in four weeks. Mm. But maybe I will become such a kinder person in two years' time because I was with you every day and I watched you every day and I slowly tweaked my own actions to be 10% kinder, 10% kinder. Hold your breath, hold what you were going to say. Think about others, all these things. So obviously you might not see that in the day-to-day. It might be hard to see that. You might be like, I'm not teaching you anything. I'm not giving you anything. Um, you're not going away with any lesson from me but it's like the emotional lessons are the ones you can't see they're not tangible but they mean so much more because at the end of the day it's who I am as a person that you're improving Mm -hmm. not whether I can fucking do the toaster the way you do it and you think it's best (laughs) okay honestly so like why I said that point was because you're focusing you almost want me to focus on the superficial lessons when I'm over here like you're already giving me the deeper lessons. Why are you trying to turn my focus away from what actually matters? Do you get it's, what I mean? Oh, I 100% get what you mean. You, you saying that and me hearing it was just like, it like blew my mind a little bit inside. It's like one of the only things that I'm weirdly impatient about. What? People learning from you. And then not putting it into place straight away. <laughs> that's so. That's like the. That's like the one thing. Like everything else, I'm like, yeah, cool, patient. Like it's gonna come. Yeah, blah, no, that's blah, blah. true, actually. And you bringing that up, I'm like, oh my god, I'm actually so impatient with this kind of shit. Yeah, because if you tell me to do something and then I don't go back and do it the next time exactly the way you told me, you will call me out like. I like straight get away. Mad. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. But maybe that also has to do with your OCD. um, Yeah, that's always at work in the background. (laughs) Yeah, I honestly think that, yeah, while you try to be less OCD, try to stop embarking or, that's not the right word, sharing, I guess, these practical lessons. Because if people want to take on practical lessons from you or they like a way you do something, they'll watch you and they'll do it. Or they'll ask you, like when I come to you and I ask you, how do you do this? Yeah. And it does. It feels so much better when you just do your thing and somebody's slightly watching and then they come and ask rather than you being like, here's the big lesson. Oh, it's God, like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. But also I know that because that is even the case with my platforms. Like if I come out and I'm like, guys, you should all do this this way. Who's going to fucking go do it? They'll be like, well, you've got big feet. Yeah. Well, you've got a big head. But what if you show someone you just living out your day-to-day and they see the results? Do you know how many people then slide into your DMs? Like, how do you do it? Show me. That's so much more That's the effect. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you for sharing that. I needed to hear it. Okay. That leads me on to the final thing I want to say, which is (laughs) I know you think I'm superwoman. I know you think I'm the amazing one in our relationship, but I want you to know that the reason I'm with you is because I admire you more than I admire myself. This is the point I talked about in the stories that brought me to tears on my run. I 
I'd never ever thought or heard you say that before and hearing those words from you like the first time I cried in front of you when you went out of your way to build this like beautiful fort for us to sleep in on a Valentine's night like a couple years back and when I saw that and I saw that someone wanted to do something so extravagant and beautiful for me like that I had never had that or experienced that before in my life and I was like a wreck I was an absolute mess when you did it and I just couldn't like the emotions just took over and hearing you say that and that that I am that light for you and that I can I bring all this positivity and joy to the relationship and just all those things I just I like it actually brought me to tears and I just thank you so much for actually sharing that with me because especially like right now at this time like I really needed to hear that and I there are no real words but you know I love you so much and just thank you so much for sharing that with me because that just brought me a world of happiness hearing that and I'm glad it did I guess something I just want to note is that you didn't really need to hear that from me you need to hear it from yourself and that's why it means so much to you to hear that because you don't tell yourself any of that and I can understand anybody would go away from that feeling pretty emotional because you know your partner's just said you're a light or whatever but I think it means even more for you because you literally tell yourself none of that no I don't. and you never I admit even a single even 10 percent of that so of course I wanted you to hear it from me but yeah I also want you to almost already know that in yourself like I don't want you to need to hear it from me to feel loved again and to feel worthy again because even right now you're saying to me I needed to hear that right now but it's like you should know that because you should have that confidence in yourself where you know you're bringing value yeah. and I know that deep down you do but you don't let yourself accept any of it I may have high expectations on myself but I also know what I bring and that's where my confidence comes in I know that I'm a positive impact on you I know that I still achieve in great ways I know that I know that I'm still doing well you know even if I'm harsh on myself but you don't let yourself accept any of that you know or you don't let yourself give any time of day to your great qualities or honestly like I feel it's gonna come up in the next episode actually but I think you could take some notes from telling yourself a few more affirmations and giving yourself a bit more love I 100% agree I think it's all well and good for it to come from me but at yeah. the end of the day those are traits that you should you should have listened and been like I knew that but it feels great to hear it from you not I didn't even know that yeah do you know what I mean I don't even give myself yeah any credit for any of those kind of things I never have and I I don't want to say I never will because I have to but I just haven't ever to this mm -hmm. day and I need to I need to be way better at that 
It's just about acknowledging them. It's not even sitting there and being like, as I said, I'm the light, I'm the muse. Oh, no, but it's knowledge. about being aware of what you bring and allowing yourself to recognize that. Yeah. Like I said, I recognize and am proud of the way that I lift your expectations of self or of yourself. So it's like you can be proud of the way you teach me to be more selfless and considerate of others. You're allowed to be proud of that. And I guess it just affected me so much because, yeah, like you, like we just said, I never acknowledge it or think about it. So when I do hear it from someone else and someone that I care about so deeply, and that is such a massive part of my life, it, it really like touches a nerve in like the most beautiful way, and just just brings so much warmth to my heart and makes me feel like I am a good person. I am doing the right thing. I am you know enriching people's lives in a positive way you know like you're you're enriching mine in a positive way and yeah I, hearing it is just it's really nice so i'm so so glad that you shared that with me and it definitely makes me realize that i need to share those kind of thoughts or feelings with myself way more yeah just to kind of sum it up i guess I think a point that really came through in every single thing I shared was your need to love yourself and focus on you a bit more. I was just about to say that. Right? (laughs) Every single one of your points is like... Like in some backhanded way, (laughs) it's like, look at yourself, start giving yourself some love, stop giving so much to me that there's none left for you. Do you think that there is an overall point in the things that you shared with me? that I can take away? Well, I guess our points were quite different in that respect, right? What, that mine more tied together? Yeah, whereas mine were kind of Yeah, but there's potentially still a lesson to pull out of that. I'm asking you if you feel like there's something that kind of carried through all of those points. Was it maybe that I need to understand how I affect you a bit more? I don't want to say that. I... Yeah, I well, mean, that came through in a couple of points. It definitely, it definitely did. Like, because I am very much not giving myself the time of day, and I give so much of it to you. Almost your actions or reactions can have quite a big impact on what I do with them. Does that make sense? No. <laughs> so, like, as much as I'm trying to give my all to you and do everything I can to help you and benefit you like sometimes your reactions to those things because maybe they're a bit much sometimes or I need to tone it down a little bit I do internalize those like way more than you realize (laughs) yeah but I feel like that's because you're looking for something that I can't give you (laughs) and I think maybe that's the lesson from both these episodes yeah is that you're doing so much for me to get your sense of fulfillment and satisfaction. And my response to that is stop looking at me, start looking at you. And that would solve so many of these things we've brought up. (laughs) It really will. Yeah. Because you'll get your fulfillment from the right place. And then, you know, you'll also get 30% from me. But you won't look to me for 100%. And then be disappointed when you get 30. Yeah? 
Yeah. Okay, guys. <laughs> I think we're done there. Thank you so much for tuning into this series. It's clearly been very insightful for us to kind of sit down, share things individually, and then come back and even find this, you know, greater sense of direction and answers, I suppose, that we can take into the future and apply into our actions. So as we've said in both previous episodes, even if you think you share everything in the world, there's probably something that you haven't said in a certain way, or maybe there's an extent of emotion that you haven't expressed. And sometimes being able to do that when you don't have to think about your partner's immediate response is really effective. So as we said, some ways you can do that are writing a letter, recording your voice, recording a video of something that, you know, really touches your heart. Or maybe you're having a lot of fights at the moment and you keep coming together trying to talk and all you do is fight. Why don't you step back and both agree to record a video? You know what? I want us to remember this in future and think of it as a tactic we can take on. I 100% think that I will use this. Yeah. And also, well, the fact that we came back together and discussed these points and there was no hostility or anger really around actually discussing these things. Well, it was actually like productive. It was super productive. It was like, yeah, no anger, just almost like a bit of debate to get to the the final conclusion together. Together, that's the important word. We're getting to it together as opposed to being on different sides fighting you know yeah like we've heard each other and now yeah we can we can find the solution (laughs) it it is it's so much it's so much clearer it's anyway no i'm just there's too much (laughs) just glowing in emotion now okay let's wrap it up there guys thank you so much for listening if you valued this series please pass it on to a friend Please share it to your story, share that you've listened with us and that it's been helpful for you because obviously it's not easy for us to be this openly vulnerable and really share everything, but we think there's a lot of value in it. So if you do as well, please give it a share. Don't forget to like and subscribe and we will catch you in the next episode, which as I mentioned is very special, a very special guest, a bonus episode. So make sure you subscribe for when that drops. We'll catch you in the next one, guys. See ya. Are you listening? Damn.